0: hello and welcome to Hobby Headspace. I am your host Sean Benson Hello guys welcome to this episode um, I have a very special guest with me a uh, man of many talents Mr. James Morehouse how are you doing? <laughs> you must have the wrong guy. I love how on every
1: podcast someone is a very special guest.
0: Oh definitely <laughs> you uh, always you you might be the most special of guests in my life James ah
1: oh. Mate, you have, a, you have a newly born daughter and a wonderful wife that I saw on the weekend. Anyway,
0: uh, I'm doing good, mate. How, How are, you? are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so, James, for the people out there that don't know what you do, who you are, and what you're up to, what's your introduction to yourself? Oh, I don't know. Um, uh,
1: my name is James Morehouse. I am from Canberra, which is the capital of uh, Australia just south of Sydney. I'm 30 years old. I uh, am of ex-War Machine fame, uh, even Mm -hmm. though I'm back playing and loving it. Uh, I've dabbled in all sorts of miniatures games. Uh, I just describe myself as a general nerd to people at work. When I told one of the girls uh, I'm going to go represent Australia this year, she she lost her mind that anyone (laughs) could play competitive board games or tabletop games. Yeah, Um, And I am a... Crossfit enthusiast, music appreciator and
0: lover and all round douchebag. <laughs> and and player of music as well, you're musician, a, yes once. Yeah, you you are quite a talented musician. Thank you. So That's very kind of you. You have you have this uh depth. You've got a lot of depth, I think. Uh
1: Yeah, you say that and I I I have got that a little bit. But I I
0: look anything. at myself and I'm like, huh, I don't know anything. I'm just a guy. <laughs> just a dude but well, <laughs> i think the other thing like you have uh you have the ability to learn quite a lot quite um regularly i yeah. just see you like always like trying to learn something try- in any situation you nailed it i was i was thinking about like things to talk about on this
1: podcast um yeah and zones of learning and continual learning was the thing that i kept on coming back to a couple of times uh, and yeah. i think that in this day and age the ability to learn quickly is more important than ever you think about like the jobs that our parents had available to them when they you know started school and finished university and they were quite aligned whereas for us it's so different and for our kids Mm -hmm. their jobs 80 Mm percent of their jobs don't even exist yet like thinking about this internet technician of the future you're going to have people who come over and fix your home internet setups and um the ability to yeah. learn learn something quickly that doesn't even exist yet is just, yeah, critical to, to all parts of life. And it uh, applies to my job, too. So in a really generic yeah. way, that's the topic I kept coming back to in my head of, of learning.
0: Importance. Yeah. 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 And, and like adaptability, right? Like that's the that's the real big thing that a lot of jobs are focusing on now, too, is not so much that you walk in with a bunch of skills, but that you can adapt to change rather quickly yeah and you can start to excel in that absolutely like if you think about the,
1: the robots took out jobs but in all seriousness you know the the, the average iq job that mm. a robot can take is now it's something in the 80s whereas a few years yeah. ago it was in the 60s so soon they're going to be yeah. taking the 100 iq jobs and we have to think well well what if humans got left in the if we fast forward yeah. 100 years and it's the it's the adaptability and creativity that you can't code right anyway yep. a little bit off topic but like it's important right yeah. continuous
0: learning no it, it it totally is and and one thing that's really cool is like in any industry you can start to just think about how ai will affect that you know it's like yeah oh, what in my industry could ai do it's so like um, in design for example ai is coming in and the ability to create like a lot of different permutations of mm. like an idea and then humans still come back and interact and like choose their favorite of what the machine created. But then you kind of have like the time that just got narrowed down um, by having mm. AI involved. Mm, but mm. yeah, it's, it's rather interesting how that stuff is going to happen and how it will uh, continue to happen. I mean, every job has an element of repetitiveness to it. And so mm-hmm.
1: if, if there's something, that the ones that leave to mind are accountants anything to do with number crunching that is simple um and repetitive that's that's where i'd be worried Mm. (laughs) so you and i we we're a little bit lucky there we both work in um somewhat creative industries yeah adapt
0: we're always adapting Mm. and Mm. and you know what like the biggest thing is too is that the further we go down into these rabbit holes like it's really interesting how much we're starting to pull like AI and similar things into like what we do for fun as well is like how many different things um, people are trying to do with AI and gaming and AI and, yeah. uh, and even like taking it outside of video games like into like board games and how we use like in that sort of intelligence to make those experiences better. Mm. Have you watched much of the, like, Twitch Plays
1: Pokemon or even um, uh, DeepMind trying to beat the
0: World Go Masters, that kind of stuff? I've seen... uh, I did see Twitch Plays Pokemon and that, I mean i haven't dug that wasn't deep. really ai yeah. but it's
1: just people like spamming commands into a bot that like takes the aggregate and then makes a character do stuff but that's that was a huge success yeah and then there's a there's a docker on on netflix on the other end of the spectrum called um, i think it's called AlphaGo, mm-hmm. and it's how the google DeepMind guys are programming um deep mind to like essentially have more effective uh, ai algorithms that help it learn more efficiently and faster and that yeah. and it documents the the journey of um a computer trying to beat the the world champion go player yeah and um it's great it's it's played on a 19 by 19 board right so what's that 360 odd um different permutations of single move like yeah. the, all the supercomputers in the world combined couldn't calculate all the different games that yeah. you could play and, and and the amount of like brute forcing of all the different permutations but so it it's got to it. like yeah. teach it yeah. teach it properly yeah exactly and that um the, the world go champion was just like his reflections on it after. I won't I won't spoil it, but he definitely loses at least one game. Yeah, and his reflections are like so he like takes up smoking. He's stressed. He's yeah. uh, <laughs> he's like looking looking inside himself to figure out like oh my god what's the meaning of life now a computer yeah. can take my job. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, and that, that's like the dystopian future that we're looking towards. Right, yeah. is like anything that I could do could get taken away from me by this digital thing just this like mixtures of ones and zeros stuff like that Mm, it's a weird time to be alive hey like Mm -hmm. i can't like fast forward 500 years i have no idea what's going to happen yeah and it's like you it's like we're watching it coming kind of like even we you know being a kid myself remembering like vhs's and calling people on like a landline and things like that and then and then having cell phones suddenly enter life and then internet, and then the internet went on the cell phone. It was like, whoa, holy shit. Yeah. And now, and now
1: we're just constantly there and present, right? Mm-hmm. It's got to be unhealthy in some sort of way. It's like, I, my fondest memories are like trying to download the Legend of Zelda ROM which yeah. was like five meg over three and a half hours. And I accidentally renamed it as a kid when I was like 10, I renamed it before I downloaded it. So I waited like four hours, used our entire month's bandwidth downloads. And it's like <laughs> file name error. You can't play this anymore. I was like, Wah! but then when you finally yeah, get like yeah. got all these like SNES ROMs working. Yeah. And I was one of my other fun memories is, Kicking everyone off the landline mm-hmm. so I could play Age of Empires 2 via via TCP IP connection directly <laughs> with a mate who I said I wrote I like wrote down here's my IP and here's everything. Type this into your computer at 8 a.m. because I can't call you because we're on the landline. Oh my god. <laughs> like there's such funny memories, man. Yikes, dude. Uh, like
0: what a weird time to be. Alive. I just can't so, imagine yeah. fast forwarding. It's super it it is pretty crazy. So we're getting we're getting a bit little deep but um (laughs) (laughs) what basically i think uh one thing that's really interesting is that you know you generally have a pretty i don't i don't know if you call it high stress but sometimes you got high stakes going on with work i know you and you do quite a bit of fitness i know at least like we keep in touch a bit about it and then you're also trying to get games in Kind of what what does your breakdown look like? How do you how do you kind of split up time between those things? Does it change a lot or are you are you staying pretty constant? Uh good good question. I, I can only really answer it in like a sort of step-by-step
1: step, piece by Ben diagram-y sort of yeah, in, yeah. in my head. Yeah, One of one of my close mates who initially got me into Warhammer, he initially said he, he's got he's got four major things in his life and he can only really do three of them well. Mm-hmm. Work, fitness, family and nerding yeah. and and I, I i can see it in him physically when he when he tries to do all four because he does none of them well yeah <laughs> so that like if you go back to your last episode of spinning spinning dishes plates, just like splitting plates spinning plates just, yeah. like, spinning plates, spinning plates, just yep. like in the circus um yeah it's it's a constant balancing act but i feel like i've got a pretty good good rhythm these days mm-hmm. um so in terms of what those circles in the Venn diagram are, so I've got work and I used to be a professional musician and switched into management consulting ooh, five years ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been a been a crazy ride. But um, so that it, it can be a very sort of time intensive um, career and your weeks can go up to 60, 70, 80 hours easily. Yeah. Thankfully, I'm in a great spot in my firm at the moment where nah, it's not, not as more much as 50 hour weeks. Yeah um but it is something that like i i genuinely enjoy going to work every day so that's good yeah sometimes i do 10 12 hour days like last night i was i just jumped on from like 10 till midnight and i was going to play video games and i found myself open a powerpoint and start editing instead <laughs> so i actually genuinely do like it so yeah, that yeah. that helps that helps that yeah this exactly the size of that Venn yeah. flux and it's not too bad yeah um I uh, I really enjoy my fitness, and I really got into CrossFit uh, heavily when I uh, broke my foot during triathlon. So good times. Uh, it what I love about CrossFit, and I, I try to do it an hour a day, six days a week. And yeah. um, what I what I love about it is that it helps you set really clear goals, and it's a mm-hmm. metric based sport. Like when you when you play soccer. You can play your absolute best, but a lot of your success will be out of your hands because if you're the opponents that you play, if they are just better than you, you might get smashed, right? Mm-hmm. So and there are a lot team, of external
0: factors. Right? It's like you have a whole other team. And and You've you got your, your own team.
1: You're, you're one out of 22 players on the pitch. Whereas in CrossFit, it's it's all on your hands. It's mm-hmm. it's a there's only one other person in the race, and that's your your previous self. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it's really easy to measure as well. If you yep. can clean and jerk 80 kilos one day, and then <clears throat> You clean a joke twice a week for for six months, and then you can suddenly do ninety kilos. You've you've made massive progress, and it's measurable. Yeah. So helps you set goals. Um, so that that's great for me, and I also find it's a really good um. Uh, meditation, mm-hmm. and obviously it's, it's counter, counter to activity, your work. But, yeah, it's like a different. Yeah, way. exactly. Going and doing something physical with your hands and your body rather than your brain. Mm-hmm. It's counter to work, but it's a meditation in that I don't think about work. Or I don't think about anything else when your heart rate's you know 200 yeah. bpm and yeah. you are just concentrating on not dying
0: so, sure. yeah. so
1: that's one one thing if you're um, going for that one I, rm
0: and you're trying to like silence everything out just because you have to get all the pieces of your body together to like exactly. do the thing and then if you don't you're going to be crumpling underneath it that's not going to be fun exactly exactly like especially weightlifting it's such a not
1: not powerlifting but olympic lifting it's mm-hmm. such a technical sport you yep. can be at 90 or 80 percent of your strength but you might hit a one rm if your technique is is on point yep
0: especially um, when you're that... when you're actively having to make your technique better like if you don't have 100 percent technique your ability to gain technique gains is greater whereas like if your technique is 100 percent, has to all be strength right it's like those guys Absolutely. that are doing it professionally they actually Absolutely. have to go get more more muscle to get a better 1rm whereas like exactly you could be like oh i like moved my elbows faster and got under it faster so my 1rm went up 5% or something
1: exactly
0: exactly yeah. so so a part of what's really addicting there is that you get those little efficiency
1: gains yeah. from technique early on yep. whereas then you look at professionals and without you know changing weight class or considerably changing body fat they're already at you know they're five mm. percent body fat or whatever yeah that a a half a kilo or a one kilo um add to a lift over six months is huge yeah it's like a massive um, yeah. improvement for them so uh i guess it gets exponentially harder and harder and harder the more professional you get and i'm definitely not a professional yeah, yeah. so, so you get it, it's, it's easy to get like yeah. so cheat cheat some gains there or get yeah. some less professional gains let's call them yeah um but rewarding on on all on all fronts and then i have a little uh i have a little family here my my long-term partner who's uh who lives here who's initially from denmark we have a um we have a little dog together and uh my mom and dad live just a couple of minutes away and um they they've unfortunately been a little bit unwell so i've got a pretty close family Mm. family unit at the moment we're stronger than ever so those are probably my my three big big vents so gaming is a bit of a um luxury on top of all that
0: yeah it's like the little circle off to the side that kind of orbits whenever you can kind of pull it in rope it in for a little bit Mm. yeah Mm.
1: and so having a game that you can access um let's let's say off the table Mm -hmm. uh is really um crucial to me enjoying it as well Mm -hmm. so uh, there are some video games that like if you are playing a solo solo game that you, you can't really play in your head. You can't dojo at work. You kind of just have to sit down and experience it. Whereas yeah. you can't dojo the shit out of, out of tabletop games yeah, yeah, yeah. in environments that yeah. aren't playing. In fact, you know, I'd say we spend 80% of our time in, in the theoretical dojo and 20% actually playing the game. Or in True. my case, it's even, even less. Yeah. I I, I played uh, six games of War Machine at CanCon this year. And I think I'd only played about four or so in the rest of the year. So, yeah, yeah. so to me, tabletop gaming exists in in basically a dedicated tournament day or tournament weekend Mm -hmm. maybe maybe on average once a month if i'm lucky probably less
0: but see like that's the thing that is super important too though because like you're able to win that tournament and i think at least a small part of it was putting that time in of dojoing right is like having a, a little bit off kilter list to put in front of people that they weren't like oh yeah, 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 I've seen this like, you know, 200 times before or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I was thinking I'm a really mathematically minded person. I did it. I studied mathematics. And so um, understanding dice math is a really appealing <clears throat> thing to analyze for me. Yeah. And so I really took a list that took advantage of um, uh, like a couple of critical re-rolls and, and abusing dice math to an extent Yeah. Um, in that I, I was playing, for anyone who knows War Machine, I was playing a caster called, uh, una the sky hunter and um she has a spell that allows you to um essentially add extra dice and discard the lowest so it really tweaks the bell curve of yeah. outcomes and people, so I, yeah. I really was actually able to use that to my advantage and it was a little bit off meta at the time so i managed to to pull out a,
0: a win there and and i'd say that yeah the number one factor was dojo yeah and and making a good um a concerted effort to like n- use what experience that you did have or n- at least understanding kind of the limitations that the game in front of you is bringing, and knowing the ways mm. to kind of play with those limitations that you're given, right? Yeah, and having having a bit of self awareness of, of what um, what is
1: and isn't possible, and what those what those limitations are and aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, like, unless, like I I think that any game you play, you can go into it with just a little bit of sort of you know what. I, forethought what am i trying to achieve am i going to deploy my units with purpose am i going to execute a specific strategy and am i going to try and you know try a few off meta things or what am i trying to get out of this game as well as the social experience and the social contract that you sign up to yeah um you can a little bit of critical thought there and you can you know 2x 3x 4x the value that you get from a game competitively yeah. um have you said that if you get you know it, it's, that's very different to social night with the boys and girls playing whatever games yeah it. so a bit of self-awareness of what you want to get out of it um might make for a bit more of a fillings experience so if you go back to those vends just for a second life Vens, So let's say yeah. work crossfit family and, and and gaming yeah um that's to really stretch those vents and get the most out of them. You you can't stretch them too wide because there's only 24 hours in a day. Yeah. So increasing the the intensity of the items in them. Um, yeah. it, I I reckon this is more spinning plates, but um <laughs>
0: how big are the you, spinning plates?
1: Yeah, and and how quickly do you level up and constantly learn on each of those plates? Mhm. i I think i'd argue that you're pretty good at at doing that if i'm if i'm looking at your twitter you're really into your hobby and you're doing a few paint jobs for me you are you get the most out of your fitness when you can you've got a new um, daughter in your family and you're still maintaining a lot of those nerdy relationships that you have i just had to take
0: like a year what like a year off effectively from gaming and like that sort of stuff Mm. to kind of get to that Mm. point i think and that well you've had your own challenges as well sure family vin yep family vin losing a dad Mm. it kind of just it happens that's life but yeah it definitely it puts a little bit of a what do you call it it's just like an unforeseen challenge right you just like you don't know how it's going to affect you and you know we've talked about it and it's like you know you see um you see how things just kind of change in your perspective. I think that's the biggest thing is you don't you don't mm. see like your life being this uh, immortal thing that your parents are always gonna be there or whatever. You just kind of you start to realize that you rely on yourself a little bit more. And I think that's uh, Absolutely kind of a cool thing. one two things there. One day you wake up and you go, Oh shit, my parents
1: aren't immortal. I'm the one looking after them rather than they're the ones looking after me now. Yeah like these things they're Mm -hmm. inevitable right Mm -hmm. one day we like this was this is weird the first thought i had when we when i got my puppy which Mm -hmm. was two months ago and he's beautiful the first thought i had was oh my god i just signed myself up to in 15 years or whenever he dies Mm -hmm. i'm gonna be heartbroken
0: yeah yeah totally guaranteed but then you also have to look at it as like that is going to make you love all those seconds leading up to it that much more, right? That's like the Mm, mm, Taoism.
1: I think one of the things there is um, as well, just (laughs) take really appreciate every single day because there will be, there'll be one day where you look back at your life and you will go, I would spend $50,000. I would spend every dollar in my bank account just to have 10 more minutes with that person or that thing or in that environment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Funny enough, this relating back to what we were talking about earlier with AI, there was a really interesting one that I saw/slash read, and it was this Korean game show where they actually used an AI program for a lady who had lost, well, a family who had lost uh, a young child, and they recreated her in AI. And I oh. was like, you know, it's it's like one thing where it's like, well, that's really neat, but at the same time, it's like. You know, as part of the grieving process and everything, it's like that has to be absolute fucking torture. Oh, it's mentally unhealthy, hey. Yeah.
1: Like there might be some good parts, but oh my God, if that's not managed well, that could be – um you could be signing yourself up for long-term that's, pain there. That's like the – And, thing and though, like it's, yeah. it's like a Band-Aid, right? Yeah. Like it's like a it's like a temporary solution
0: now for a shitload of baggage later on.
1: Yeah. Have you seen much Black Mirror? Uh,
0: I've watched – yeah, I've watched pretty much everything as far as I know. There might be new stuff. I've I've yeah. played through Bandersnatch I haven't seen like, new in a year or so. Yeah, I played through Bandersnatch like seven different times or twelve different times or something ridiculous. Yeah, my that was my cool wife day. was tired of it. Yeah.
1: The um, I think it's season two, episode one. Yeah, it's one of the very very early episodes because season one I think was only three episodes, mm-hmm. where uh, the girl this girl is dating a guy and um, he dies in a car crash mm-hmm. and then yeah long story short ai he is delivered in a robot and it's essentially just a a carbon copy of him yeah um and she like after a while it fucks with her head and she basically has to go and tell him to jump off a cliff like goodbye Um, need to go what such an awesome show for like uh, confronting the philosophical issues of our generation that i i think are inevitable as well
0: yeah yeah definitely and so, uh, yeah, that, that'll be another thing. I, I think that goes along with like our moderation of like social media and stuff like that too, is that you, um, with technology, it's, you know, it's no real difference than once upon a time, everybody thought that like newspapers were like the craziest thing in the world and printed text and all that stuff. But there's just like a certain moderation where you have to recognize that like, uh, you should do things in your life that make you want to like put your phone down and just enjoy them be in the moment yeah do those things i think that's a
1: that's a major um challenge for our generation Mm -hmm. uh just on the the newspapers thing uh one of my favorite quotes i've just been that's come up a few times recently i have to keep reminding myself of i think is from henry ford who was um uh, the founder of the ford motor company in the late 1800s early 1900s one of my favorite quotes from him is uh if I'd given people what they wanted, they would have asked for a faster horse.
0: Yeah. I just think that that's so cool. Like, so um,
1: it's got an anecdote for sort of every part of
0: life that you're in. Yeah, totally. And it's like, um, you could newspapers crazy. Oh my gosh. Like trying to invent like a better flame lamp. And then the next minute somebody comes along with like a light bulb and you're just like, wait a second. Well, we have a really good flame lamp. And they're like, yeah, but light bulb. What? It's done, man. Yeah. it's like, yeah. It just, I've seen this, this, and again, this is a weird
1: time to be alive, right? Where, yeah. uh, there was this study, uh, not study, but like this book. Anyway, mm. long story short from 1850 to 1930, uh, the world changed. Then like we saw the impacts of the industrial revolution, the world changed massively. Mm-hmm. Um, buildings turned into skyscrapers, horses turned into cars, the, um, Houses had kitchens and toilets and all these amazing things, right? Like everything changed. Yeah. Then if you take that same 80 years, so 1932 to 2010 and just go to 2020. Skyscrapers are still skyscrapers. Cars are still cars. Planes are still... Like everything is fundamentally the same. I think the kitchen got the microwave, Mm -hmm. but realistically, it's still the place where food is prepped. It's just more efficient now.
0: We have like Um, remote control uh, planes and helicopters though. That's kind of
1: cool. Yeah, but like what does, yeah, it's just another form of entertainment at that point. Uh, dro- drones, drones might be a yeah, piece of growth. That's yeah. kind of what I mean. So, so the major takeaway from that was that technology has gone crazy and, and the advent of the internet, right? Mm. So we live in this era, like like look at the last, uh, what, 15 years. We've gone from an iPhone to iPhone plus, 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 or smartphone plus, yeah. but it's still a phone. And it does more than just call people. But realistically, the, the infrastructure of the world has not changed drastically. Yeah um are we at are we at a tipping point where that is going to start to happen and people start living in in cubes and uh tiny houses and uh or people live purely online or yeah i mean we might have to start soon if we keep having bushfires and coronaviruses but um <laughs> it's just in, interesting like what what a stra- i again I, I find it so hard to predict the future and the
0: visionaries of the world today i think really struggle too well yeah and and i think um yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting too because, you know, we we see all that stuff happen and we want all this change, but then there always seems to be something that's like blockading it somehow. Maybe we'll get past it. Maybe we won't. Mm-hmm. I think um, my
1: major challenge in this mundane era is sitting in the mm-hmm. right zone of learning. So if you think about the three zones of learning, comfort, you just do mm-hmm. routine tasks and you're not challenged panic you're thrown in the deep end you have no fucking yep. clue at what you're doing and you achieve nothing whereas in the middle there's that sort of stretch area where you're challenged and it's a really healthy yeah, efficient yeah. place to be like when you walk out of a great university lecture yeah. or or i have a model called the james zone of learning which is um which is uh how familiar think of a matrix mm-hmm. how familiar you are with a task versus um, yeah. how familiar you are with an environment. So if you're super familiar with a task and an environment, you'll it'll be in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. If you are thrown in the deep end and you don't know anyone, and it's like go and audit this person at the company X, and you're like I've never done an audit and I don't know company X, you're gonna panic. Whereas if you just have the sort of carrot in front of in front of the subject, the right amount, you'll be in a really useful space. And and for me, the challenge is ignoring distractions yeah. and being in that healthy space a lot i don't know how if
0: you think i think the same uh, not, but you say i think uh, the biggest thing about that is you just like you really have to put a blinder on a lot of things like i i got really excited um this is yeah. like there's the new final fantasy 7 remake coming out and i'm like oh man that's uh mm. that's fucking sweet i like i remember that game that game was awesome i'd love to go back there and then i'm like mm. You know, I'm thinking about my Venn diagrams for my life, and I'm like, there's things that matter to me and things that don't matter. And like, one thing that I found over time is that like video games more and more to me have stopped mattering because, like, for every minute that I put into it, when I look back later, I'm like, I don't really have much to show for it. And then like painting and modeling and stuff like that, Yeah, you know, it's like, it's cool to share stuff on Twitter and I, you know, I'm really stoked for anybody that looks at it and, and likes it. But at the same time, it's like, it's still on my shelf and I get to go look up at it and be like, I did that instead of play world Warcraft for like, you know, 30 hours or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I made a thing and it's really healthy. Um, Like
1: I I sometimes you got to learn that the hard way as well. Like, I'm just looking at some of the icons on my desktop. Blood Bowl 2, did I pay for it? Yes. How many hours have I put into it? Mm, Five minutes. The Witcher 3, did I pay for it? Yes. How many hours? Mm, 15 minutes. Like some of these titles, I really want to walk away because you can walk away from some of those Mm with an awesome experience and narrative and say, I learned something. I'm a better person. I experienced a great story, just like when you read a book. But then some of them, you just got to realize like smashing out your 27th game of a Battle Royale or your know, 38 dungeon for the week is probably yeah, not yeah.
0: doing it. much. And like for you. you know, th- in those things where it is like open-ended, where there's not really like an uh, you know, you beat the game. There's nothing. Yeah, exactly. There's no goalposts. It's just like the addictive, like hit the gamble button again. Where you're just like, can I go faster? Can I get a faster time this time? Mm-hmm. Can I become the world's fastest doing this thing? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's like a dungeon in WoW or whatever you're just like can i be the fastest or the highest level or the whatever guy like, i don't mind those with the, the metrics and the smart goals the hmm. the specific
1: measurable attainable relevant timely goals or whatever the smart acronym stands for these days um, Yeah, yeah i don't mind those ones because because they can be healthy growth ones or these stories that you go through sure. but the, yeah the 27th time you play your battle royale that weekend is probably you know
0: well especially are you getting bang for your buck you're getting value out of your (laughs) van and then you kind of go like well i've literally let every other part of my life go to make this happen and it's probably not worth it anymore yeah yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) this just reminds me of a combo i saw at the at the um petrol station the other day it was like get your um meat pie energy drink and chocolate bar combo for nine dollars or whatever and i was like this is the lost control of your life combo
0: <laughs> and you're just like you put your head down for a second you go like but it kind of sounds good but, um, <laughs> no, but no, 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 no. i'm not going down that road no 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 yeah. I'm, just gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go drink my water that i filled up at work um,
1: this, this is gonna sound real lame but all i have to do in those situations is just remind myself of like proper endorphins versus like bullshit sugar and dolphins and it's pretty pretty easy
0: yeah and the thing too is that like when you reattune your body down to like not expecting those sugary sort of things you actually like get way more enjoyable feelings out of stuff and you're not looking for the sugar air smells better
1: yeah Yeah. all those all those easy natural highs the one my favorite moment my favorite feeling is five minutes after a, a crossfit workout you're lying on that. You can barely, You can still barely get off the floor, but you're like, ah, and you just feel the like blood and adrenaline still rushing through your body. It's awesome.
0: And then you like halfway through the day, you re- you just start coughing randomly, and you ha- you have like Fran lung, and you're like, what the fuck? Is uh, what horrible? happened to me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's like an interesting thing, right? Is that like we have all these different aspects of our life that like take care of that. So like you would never expect uh, to go play a game of War Machine or Warhammer or anything like that, and like you finish it and then have like this big sigh of relief, like your body did a bunch of stuff. Mm. You kind of just like you're in a different spot. Your body, your brain's in a different place. Your body's in a different place. Mm. Uh, but then you can go do CrossFit tomorrow, and then you kind of like you take care of it. I think if I think if you get the balance right, you can still get a bit of both. Like I walked away from mm-hmm.
1: CanCon for like weeks afterwards being like hype like every time I'm like ah, this is
0: the best but overall if you you got to have balance though well and i i think you still can have that like Ooh, like that felt really yeah. good after like a good tournament sort of thing but it's yeah. totally different it's just like it it's like i flex my brain yeah and i did really good at flexing my brain really hard yeah Whereas exactly. like yeah that crossfit workout was like oh man my quads are killing me or like that's my good. body is like really hurting yeah that's good i flex my brain so i can flex my muscles better
1: next time now i can flex my brain even better the next time like, that's good man that's really good i'll tell you what i can't do though big big benders on a tournament
0: weekend anymore though oh i just can't do it <laughs> yeah it's like three beers and we're good well, it's like it's like three beers, and I'm a little bit tipsy. Well, I made mean like three beers over the entire weekend. Oh yeah, Like, like yeah, one, yeah. one per night for each three of the nights. Yeah, sadly. Totally. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll get there. We're getting old, man. You just have to try and find a way to age gracefully. All right, James. Well, it's been sweet chatting to you. Um, if people want to find you on socials, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh. Yeah, um, feel free to add me on Facebook,
1: just James Smallhouse, or Twitter, I'm um, at Warcast, but I think my name's Moops over there, James Smallhouse.
0: But yeah, anyway, hit me up. Happy to, happy to chat. Any point? Sweet, man. Well, uh, who knows what kind of stuff might be coming your way. We've covered a lot of different topics, so it uh, could be anything from AI to CrossFit. So sweet.
1: I'm definitely not an expert in any of them, but more than happy to chat. So it's always, always a pleasure, Shawnee. We always have very eclectic chats. Yes, indeed. Take care. Thanks, mate.